Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another sports episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. It's been a while since me and Bam have been able to get together, uh, because somebody was in New York, and then somebody else was in New York right after that, and playoffs, and What were you things. in New York for? I was visiting my cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to try and take in a Mets game, but I wasn't it's, able to... Why would you torture yourself? <laughs> Well, I mean, the Yankees weren't in town, otherwise I would have gone there. They weren't, and I was mad. I was going to try to go when I went to New York. <laughs> yeah. If the Yankees were in town, I would have gone there. I think they were, like, in Baltimore, and I was like, nah, it's too far to drive. Yeah, so, uh, sorry if there are any Mets fans on the on the listening to the podcast. No offense, but nah, we're good. Um, so there's been a lot going on. Uh, we could talk about the draft, but I feel like everything that's been talked about the draft already has already been said. Um, so we're going to skip NFL. We're in NBA playoff mode right now. It's the uh, majority of the the conversation. Yeah, it'll be a very NBA-heavy episode because really NBA and NHL playoffs is about the only thing happening right now. Yeah. On the NHL side, the games are happening and they're fun, but not a lot of drama. Yeah. Definitely a lot of drama on the NBA side. Of oh, my goodness. Yes, very much so. But first, we have to talk about sports reporters who don't know what they're doing. Um, so anybody who follows baseball knows that the Boston Red Sox have been around for like hundreds of years. Uh, about 100 years. They've been around for a long time. A long, long time. Uh, and everyone knows how you spell their name. It's with an X, not a C-K-S. But somebody, somebody out there doesn't know what they're doing. And they're in the White House. And, <laughs> and they're in the White House. Which doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's, of course, everyone's going to be like, oh, look what Trump did. It's like, it wasn't him. It There's wasn't him. No way he controls the White House social media page. But it was somebody, <laughs> but it was somebody in his office. It was that probably it's probably some unpaid intern <laughs> that just wasn't paying attention, or they were working hour twenty five of their twenty four hour day, and just was exhausted. And still, and they're still unpaid. And yeah, they're still unpaid. Welcome to uh, America, where we're forced to work unpaid jobs in order to. Eventually get a paid job. Eventually get a paid job. <laughs> That's where we only all, minimum wage. Where we only get paid minimum wage. <laughs> oh, man, we just got political. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we're just going to slide past that and go to the NBA playoffs. Bam. What's going on? Well, um, most people's top headline is, of course, Kevin Durant possibly tearing his Achilles tendon. In that game, but my favorite, and you'll like it. Is, I, I feel like I'm is, not gonna uh, like this at all. Is Terry Rozier's quote oh, gosh. after Boston got that butt whooping from the Greek freak? Celtics are a dumpster fire. Um, so I'm just gonna read the quote out. He said to Yahoo Sports' uh, Vincent Goodwill, I don't give a blank what nobody say, I sacrifice the most out of anybody. I'm a top point guard in this league. No, you're not. I feel like it's a fresh start whether I'm here or whether I'm gone. Okay. 
Let, okay. so, oh. Sounds like Boston's going to lose both point guards in the offseason. All off right, season. let's uh, let's discuss this, Terry. Terry. So here, here's here's what we're gonna here's here's what they should do. Here's what they should do. Boston should re-sign Terry Rozier on his restricted free agent contract. Right, match the match the offer sheet, unless it's outlandish. Um. Because uh, guess what, Terry? You could start, but you're not a top point guard. There's a difference. Um, Terry's out here talking absolute nonsense. But I think what the Celtics should do is match the offer sheet, as long as it's not ridiculous, and then uh, bundle him in a package with some draft picks, move up for the number two pick in the draft, draft John Morant, and just have a future star in Boston. That could work. Because I, I, I was going to say this definitely screams sign and trade. Oh, most definitely. Like, yeah, so... Because um, it's clear now that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Since Kyrie just blew up the the Celtics shot at a championship over the in the playoffs. Oh, and then uh, my phone just alerted me that Durant did not tear his Achilles. No, he no, he did a, not. He suffered a mild calf strain. I am okay with that, which means he should be back... Within two games. Yeah. He'll probably be back in the Western Finals. Yeah. He'll probably, so yeah. Maybe they might play him if they need a game seven against Houston, but. Which I don't think they will. Well, I think it depends on how game six goes. Like, if they lose game six and it's like a blowout, then they'll probably try to play him. But yeah. if it's still close, then they'll probably try to win it without him and then save him for the next round. Yeah. But uh, the. The Warriors lost Kevin Durant like halfway through the game. And then, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson woke up in the second half of that game, dropped 27 points. Let me get the uh, stats in I front of me. I got you right here. He had 27, 4, and 1 with three steals. Nice. Now, my thing that I loved was that Curry played well. Yes, he did. Because yes, he did. with all this drama going on with wifey at home, I was scared that he was going to throw up a Kyle Lowry kind of game. Oh, gosh. But it seems like if you piss him off, he plays better. I so. don't think, I don't think, uh, so I think a lot of people are, are delving too much into this, <laughs> like, uh, Aisha Curry stuff. Um, My main problem is, like, okay, you feel like that, you talk to your man like that in public, why are you telling the whole world this stuff? I mean, they've been pretty open but about this stuff is bad. That though. it's like, it's it's an awkward subject. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's no getting around that. Especially when the man's trying to win another title. Yeah, like exactly, now's not the time. At least wait till the off season when like basketball is not the majority of a podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Wait, wait, feel the room, feel the room. Yeah. That's all I say. Um, but I get it. Uh, so much of society nowadays is based on whether or not other people validate you. Um, so I think it can be tough for someone who is as prominent as Aisha Curry. Like, she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was actually debating. Uh, actually, my sister told me I should apply for jobs with the Canadian Football League. And I was like, why should I work for the Canadian Football League? And she told me Aisha Curry's Canadian. And I applied five minutes later. Because <laughs> if I can get me an Aisha Curry, I'm okay with it. Well, see, what's going to be great now is, like, 
this whole thing of like, oh, guys don't talk to me. They don't slide my DMs or whatever. They will now. Now, now I bet you her Twitter notification won't stop going off. Exa- exactly. Yeah. And now you be careful what you wish for, yeah. bam. That's what so, they tell you. Yeah. Oh, man. That's... But yeah, no... Steph is is has got to worry about his jump shot going in, not uh, whether or not his his wife wants the attentions of. First off, <laughs> you don't want the attentions of the internet. It's not good. I know, that's why I was saying, it's like, I don't place. get why you would want people to bother you. It is like, a dark place. It is weird. uncomfortable. Like I think uh, was it Brandon Jennings? I think that was stopped by like TMZ or something, mm-hmm. and they asked him about it, and he's just like, they can. Like, it's her life. She could do whatever she wants. I just don't get, like, why would you want random... I think why the way are he you worded interviewing it, Brandon Jennings? He TMZ, was just on the street. TMZ just, is dumb. He was just on the street. But he was like... Uh, his his quote was something along the lines of, uh, why would you want strangers to disrespect your marriage? Yeah. That's a good so, Which was a like a point. very good point. That is a very good point. I, I'll punch somebody in the throat. <laughs> Come for my woman. Anyway. Um, so, the Warriors, uh, we're in the Western Conference semifinals right now. Um, Warriors in Houston, since we're on the subject. There's been a lot of talk about refereeing, especially in game one. Um, what else do you think? Uh, what else are some takeaways from that that series? I think the the refing issues have calmed down, um, thankfully, because it was getting kind of annoying. Um, the series is just kind of going; it's going how most people predicted. Seven game series, Warriors will win it because Game Seven's at home. Mm-hmm. Like nine out of every ten experts probably said that on ESPN before the series started. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of going the way the book is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. The one to me the more most interesting series right now is Portland and Denver. That's that's it's very that, back and forth. Yeah, and like it's they're taking turns blowing each other out basically. Like it's <laughs> yeah. I am also um, so uh, I will also say that I am surprised. I will say this about the the De- uh, Houston Golden State uh, series. James Harden has not disappeared in these playoffs yet. No, he's playing his heart out. It's just I'm I'm wondering if it's going to happen though. Yeah. If it's gonna if it's, if it's gonna be game six, the twenty seven missed three pointers. That does remind me though. I it just, happens at least once. I just remembered the other quote that Max Kellerman said. Oh, we were, here we we were go. talking a little behind the scenes. We were talking a little before the episode about Kellerman. We're, we'll, um, we'll, oh yeah, we'll we're, get we're to getting that. to that. But I remembered his. I remembered him saying two ridiculous quotes that day. <laughs> one got all the media attention. The other one not so much. Um, but. According to Kellerman, for whatever reason, he claims that the way the Rockets play basketball will win you championships, and the way the Warriors play basketball won't. Has he not been paying attention the last, like, four years? <laughs> they won three championships in four years. This blew my mind. This is literally the way they've played basketball the entire time. Yeah. Do you under? All they did was add Durant to get even better at whatever they were doing. Max, so yeah, it just confused me. I get it. It's a debate <laughs> show. You're here to create controversy, but don't be dumb. Yeah, like that's just a completely invalid point to make. <laughs> because any everyone who watch like the the Rockets 
and the Warriors play fundamentally different basketball. The Warriors are very ball movement heavy, which has proved to be the most effective tactic in winning championships if the Warriors and the Spurs are anything to go by. Who would have thought playing like a team wins wins you a game? Wins you a team team game. Get out of here. What? (laughs) Hashtag hot takes. (laughs) It's not a hot take. That's basic... Team it's sports. Like third grade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Be a team. Work as a team. And if you ever watch Houston, it's all ISO ball. It's all James Harden. It's all everyone standing around waiting for James Harden to make something happen. Then they start moving. Yeah. And then James Harden just makes the defense collapse and throws something out or gets a lob to Capella. That's where he gets 90% of his assists, just random lobs to Capella. Um,. So let's not uh, let's not overinflate those assist numbers, shall we? There's there's there are different kinds of assists. There are assists in that they actually make they actually put the ball in places to make their teammates better, and there's ones that they just like oh, boop, and just kind of dump them off, and they happen to make the shot. I'm glad you mentioned Capella, because I I wanted to mention something about him. Okay, why is he not? dominating this series he should be he should be you want to know his he's his he is what he's 611 he's just i have it right here he's a 610 monster playing opposite 67 draymond green he should be as 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 gritty a defender as draymond green is as a gritty a defender and, and a rebounder he should be getting punished you should at least be getting like Easy putbacks and stuff like because that. Because Draymond like, Green is also, like, he's not a super athletic dude in that, like, he's got j- hops out the gym. Like, granted, he's an, NBA pl- he's an NBA player. He's super athletic. But in the the realm of NBA players, he's not a athletic freak the way Capella is. Yeah. Capella is playing reminiscent of Orlando Dwight Howard. Just... Without the, like a poor man's Orlando Dwight Howard. And without the post moves. <laughs> yeah, it's just the the offense isn't there for whatever reason. Um, but like, if you want to see something interesting, I noticed too. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, Capella's there mostly for like the rebounds and the defense. Like, okay, yeah, he's getting the rebounds. He hasn't had a block or a steal since May 4th. What? That was a, that was originally what he hung we his whole hat on. We are recording this for those wondering. We're recording this on May 9th. Okay. So <laughs> that's I think the last three games that it it took him three games ago to get a block or a steal, fr- and they won that game. Yeah. So weird. If he's supposed to be there at least for the defense, where's the defense been? Hmm. Like I get. Uh, Draymond may not necessarily be trying to take a lot of shots, so maybe that's why. There's had, no a, had a great game there, yesterday, but yeah, he's still producing. It's it's just weird. He uh, Draymond had uh, what was it? He had uh, eight points, uh, eleven assists, and twelve rebounds. And uh, out of those, he had four turnovers also. But uh, Clay Thompson, twenty-seven points, three steals, four rebounds. Steph Curry, twenty-five points. Uh, five assists and six boards. And before Kevin Durant got hurt, uh, 22 points, 
four assists, and five rebounds. But he did have five turnovers. So it was uh, that kind of a game for Kevin Durant. If you know me, you know how much I abhor turnovers. I hate them. I hate them so much. If I ever became a co- if I ever became a coach, you turn over my. You ever seen? Um, you've seen. Remember the Titans? Everyone has. Like a long time ago. You fumble my football, I will break my foot off in your John Brown <laughs> hind parts, and then you will run a mile. So you turn over my basketball. Uh, James Harden had a uh, had a great great game. Had thirty one points, eight assists. Four steals and four boards. Well done. Yeah, Harden's as much crap as he gets. Harden in this series is at least trying to play some defense. Yeah, and get into passing lanes and stuff like he. I was gonna say if Houston, but honestly, whenever Houston does lose this series, whether it's game six or seven, I don't think they're gonna win it. But like, which hey, if they do, feel free to yell at me on Twitter. But, um. It's definitely not his fault. Yeah. Dude's playing every minute of every game, getting 30 points, getting steals, getting rebounds, even some assists. Like, he's doing everything. You want to know who's uh, letting me down in Houston right now? Chris Paul. Yeah, but I think part of that is just an injury-filled year. I don't think he's fully there. And he's also much older now. What what was the injury he got? I don't recall. uh, I'm not entirely sure. Let me see. I might be able to... Find it on his thing. Chris Paul has, uh, but he has disappointed me uh, a tad this year. Uh, he's averaging fifteen points, four point six boards, and eight assists. Um, but even so, it's a little. Uh, it's not not quite what we need in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, because like if think? they. If I believed if they had him healthy last year with that Rockets team that had the better bench, mm-hmm. they could have beat the Warriors. Maybe. But they had to have Harden play the point, and it just didn't work out for him. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll move on from Golden State and Houston. I think that's uh, our takeaways for this one. But yeah. it was a hamstring injury. So mm-hmm. I, I had a feeling I thought it was the leg. Um, so that kills some of his speed too. Yeah. So I think that kind of plays a factor into it. But yeah. he won't make any excuse. He he won't say that that's why though. Like he's yeah. always been an upfront kind of guy. We'll uh, move to the uh, other West, uh, Western Conference semifinal matchup: Denver versus Portland, which is an amazing series, back and forth. Yes. Really exciting. Really, really exciting. Um. And who'd have thought Denver would be such a good team this year, right? Well, a lot of a lot of people had them making the playoffs, but like losing or like being a lower seed and losing in the first round or so, number just two. because they're so young. But they're yeah, they held overall. the number one spot for most of the year. Yeah, so that was very impressive. They did beat out Portland and Houston. Yeah, they were a very impressive team in OKC, and they beat out they beat the Spurs in seven games. Which, Which is, yeah, that was always that was kind of their first big test. You yeah. got this super young Nuggets team against this veteran pop led Spurs team, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like that series went perfect. Denver gets to continue, so we get some new exciting faces in the playoffs <laughs> still, but at the same time, as much as I love Greg Popovich, like yeah, at the same time Popovich showed like hey, 
This old man still got it. Yeah. I still got some tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> you, you could take Leonard away from me. You could take Duncan away from me. I'm still making the playoffs. Yeah, well, Game so. 7 Game seven also, DeMar DeRozan uh, had his typical playoff meltdown. Yeah. Um, did not play well at all. Um, he did make DeRozan, in my opinion, though, have the most balanced year of his career, though. I think mm-hmm. he had, like, a career high in assists at, like, Seven or eight, I think, per game. Well, let's um, which was it's very impressive for um, you have that in a player that like literally just does ISO all the time. Yeah, but Demar Derozan went seven for twenty-one in game seven. Yeah, yeah, his his he had the typical Derozan Lowry <laughs> meltdown. Um, Pop um, can't really help that. But. Yeah, he had yeah twenty-one point two points a game, six rebounds, and six point two assists. Yeah, per game. and I believe those assists were a career high for him. But can we talk about the real powerhouse uh, out of um, out of Denver? You know, everyone talks about Jamal Murray, right, and Gary Harris and that stuff. Everyone needs to be talking about Nikola Jokic. Who, yeah, I think just people don't talk about him because he's not flashy. He he's not, but yeah. he's a beast. He. He's going to fall into the same thing that Rudy Gobert falls into. Yeah. That you play great fundamental basketball. And even Tim Duncan. You play great fundamental basketball. You do your job. You help your team win. But nobody talks about you. And Nikola Jokic has had multiple triple doubles in the playoffs already. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. The Joker. That's what they're calling him. As they should. Yeah, he's getting it done. It's just his... They're never going to talk about him. Yeah. He's in Denver, and he's not a very flashy guy. Yeah, so. in uh, in uh, Game 6, he had 25 points, 6 assists, and 19 boards. Which, I don't care who you are, that is excellent. Damian Lillard had a bit of a rough game. Uh, he did have 22 points, but only shot 9 of 21 and 2 for 9 from deep. And C.J. McCollum did not play well at all. 12 points on 5 and 6, 5, 16 from the field. They got to figure out something there to uh, up their production. But it's, I, I like I like Denver because there's a good mix of, of young and old on that team. Which, yeah, that's a lot of thing too. Um, is it, uh, is Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap, playing, yes. Yeah, playing like young Paul Millsap all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yeah. So. 24 points last night, eight boards, two blocks. Um, great, great play by Paul Millsap. You know, that's what you get a, that's what you get a veteran guy for, mm-hmm. you know, for this playoff experience and helping this team. Uh, Jamal Murray had 18 points. Gary Harris had 16 Jokic had 25, Paul Millsap had 24, so you got these guys playing. You also have Will Barton coming off the bench. He had 10, and uh, Malik Beasley had 10 last night. And Mason Plumley. All right, so Mason Plumley only played 18 minutes, but he also had, uh, he only had four points, but he also had a block shot, four assists, and nine boards in in uh, 18 minutes. I think it's pretty impressive. It was hustling, yeah. I definitely think, like, this series would have been, and it's very entertaining, but it would have been even that much more entertaining if Nurkic wasn't hurt. Yeah, I think because I think like that them hurts having, them a lot. yeah, Portland having their starting center with that would have been 
a good. They would have been a good. It would have been like a, a throwdown from the eighties. Yeah, where it's, it's just the two teams' best players are their big men just mm-hmm. going at it in the post back and forth. Well, not, I, I not to say Nurse is not their best player. I'm just yeah. saying like you have two really good big men yeah. going at it. And as good as Enos Cantor is offensively, um, defensively he is a liability. Yeah, he does not protect the rim well at all. Um, and this is all without uh, Isaiah Thomas, who's been just stuck at the buried at the end of the bench. Yeah, he's done. You think he's done? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, and uh, at least done as far as like no more big contracts. Yeah, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been out. You know, he's had consistent back problems his entire college career. And, um, you know, uh, you hate to see something like that happen. But I would be, um, I'm interested to see if he can kind of come back from that next year. Yeah, I'm sure they'll definitely focus a lot of attention on him. And just honestly, I'm happy with them is if because he can still be a productive player with how the league's going now. Yeah. If even if his back isn't the greatest where he can't play for a long time, mm-hmm. but if he can just hustle up and down the court and hit a consistent 3, which he was a good shooter in college, yeah. then he's that's that can be his job. You're the off the bench three-point guy. Yeah. So, Robert Ory made his entire career off of it. He got a ton of rings. Robert Ory, so here here's my philosophy on Robert Ory, all right? Robert Ory could show uh could wake up at halftime, at his own house at halftime, drive to drive to the stadium in rush hour traffic, pick up a coffee on the way, you know, by the time he gets there, it's, you know, beginning of the fourth quarter, you know, puts on his uniform, gets to the bench, middle of the fourth quarter, you know, stretches out a little bit, <laughs> uh, last five, last, you know, last two minutes of the game. He'll Bob, you're up, and he goes, "All right, I got this." Doesn't do anything; just kind of sits around, like maybe plays a little bit of defense, you know, maybe take one shot, last shot of the game, just chuck it, drain, game over. Lakers, Rockets, Spurs, wins. When you said plays a lot of defense, I thought you were about to say plays a lot of D and D. Hey, that's what I do. That's, that's why I, I thought you were going to say. All that. I do in my free time. <laughs> Just rolling some dice in the middle of the court. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, one one last thing on uh, Joe Kick though, like that, like most people don't notice. He shot thirty percent from three during the regular season, which is like okay, he's a big man, not supposed to shoot that. Yeah. In the playoffs, it's thirty eight percent. Hey, an eight percent rise. That's a lot of. So that's a lot of. Homeboys around that forty percent range on his threes in the playoffs, so he ain't playing. He's not playing around. Eight percent more. That's 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 a pretty big jump. I want to see. That's a lot more threes. Yeah, I want to see how many he's shooting, like how many he shot last game. He had three last game. He went over oh, okay. three though. Oh, so went down a little bit. So his percentage probably was above forty until that over three. Yeah. So, and then let's t- <sighs> moving over to the Eastern Conference. Let's just get, go ahead, get it out of the way. I don't want to talk about it. Bam, just let's just get it over with. I, I don't know what you're talking about. What? What do you, you know exactly what I'm talking about? But just 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 hurry up. Put me out of my misery. 
How, how your Celtics doing, bud? I don't want to talk. <laughs> they're gone fishing. That's 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 how they're doing. They're gone fishing. Yes, they are done. Uh, the Greek freak was just like, they're falling apart. I'm moving on. So. Why did they do this to me? When you and your best player in the playoffs is like Marcus Morris. And don't get me wrong, Marcus Morris is an excellent player, but... You know, oh, and Terry Rozier. I'm a, I'm a top point guard in this league. You went three for nine, <laughs> seven points, five rebounds, and then one assist. Shut up. You had a minus 13. Oh, my gosh. Heavenly days. You be nice to Terry. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be nice to any of them. They all shot like booty. <laughs> See, this is, like, the big difference between, like, Someone that's a fan of a fan base, like, of a team that's won a lot compared to one like me where they haven't necessarily won a lot. Like, they don't have any championships. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Magic fans, we're through the roof right now. (laughs) We made the playoffs, finally. Whereas, like, Celtics fans, they make it every year. But when they lose, they're like, come on already. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So. Uh, It was was bad. Well, because we believed this year. We got. Uh, we actually had a legitimate shot at I, at least the Eastern Conference Championship. I had them making it last year, and then everyone but, got um, hit. Everyone got. But hurt. then everyone got hurt, and then. But this year, I did have Milwaukee, Golden State, um, which like Milwaukee we still have to see because Toronto and Philly are very weird teams. Whichever one of them moves on to the Eastern Conference Finals. It seems like every other day, one of those teams is playing like they can win a title, and then the next day they're playing like they want to go home. It's really <laughs> weird. Both those teams are very streaky. So yeah. if, if they can catch fire against Milwaukee, they might be able to stop them. But, um, and Milwaukee's totally in win-now mode. Oh, yeah. They made a lot of trades that got a lot of guys on the last years of their contracts, and they have to pay Middleton after, after this year, I believe. So and can we? But can we talk real quick about Brooke Lopez and his stat line from last night? He drained a lot of threes again? No. He I, went, I didn't have a chance to watch no. it. No. Uh, so Brooke Lopez is seven. I've, this has always baffled me for years about Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is like seven foot, seven foot one, maybe? Yeah, he's a monster. He's huge. He averages like four boards a game. <laughs> it's because he's always looking to score. Uh, look, he doesn't roll to the paint for the board. He roll, he rolls out and tries to go up the court. Yeah, well, he, he, tries, he lets the power forward get the boards. But he couldn't which, even shoot yeah. going into like the last couple of years. It was only recently yeah. that he could shoot, and he goes over. He shot seven threes last night. I know he just chucks them up. That's all he did was he went over seven from the field and over seven from deep. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look for anything else now. Now he it's starting for, to, it's starting to hurt him a little bit. It's hurting his game. He's a little too overconfident with it. He used to have ridiculous post moves. That was his whole thing when he was an all star in Brooklyn. Like that used to be his whole thing. Isn't he? he isn't he Brooklyn's all time leading scorer? Uh, some, some weird thing like that. Something like that. I think so. Uh, at least until D'Angelo Russell gets a, gets hold yeah. of that. Um, Which is probably in what. Another year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Brooklyn. It's not like, oh, man. Uh, oh, can we also talk about, so, you know, Terry Rozier wants to talk about <laughs> how great a, uh, a player man, is. You, you love Terry Rozier. It must be a fair player. No, I'm so annoyed at that <laughs> statement. 
I'm so annoyed. When I saw that this morning, I was like, oh, Cole's going to love this. Both him, <laughs> both him and Kyrie Irving got punished by a over-the-hill George Hill. George Hill dropped 16 points. He went, what do you have? 16 points, uh, 6 of 10 from the field, 3 for 6 from deep. They got, he got, they got punished by a backup point guard. It's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. They got, you got outplayed. He out, so George Hill had 16 points and Kyrie Irving had 15 points. What does that tell you? And also Kyrie shot 6 of 21. <laughs> Cole's a little fired up. I'm right? so annoyed. I'm so you know what's you know what's bad too? What? Even Pat Connington scored on. Them. Yeah, Pat Connington <laughs> is no, looking man. like a world beater he right now. He played 28 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yo, I didn't know that. <laughs> Tony Snell played 2 minutes. Oh my gosh, you even let Tony Snell? You let Tony Snell on the court. That's when you know the game's over. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on this, to uh, this. This sad. Move on to Toronto sad and Philly. Sack of a team. Oh, can we also say something about Nikola Mirotic though? That man has the confidence to shoot from wherever. I don't know where it's coming from. I, I think it came from his time in New Orleans when they didn't care because they were tanking. Well, he was shooting like that, and he was shooting like that in and, in Chicago mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Nikola Mirotic, If he has a modicum of space, he's jacking up the shot. Regardless, regardless, the man has the ultimate confidence in himself. It's a little delusional because he's not—he's not a—he's not a, he's a good shooter, but he's not that good of a shooter. I wouldn't give him the green light from anywhere. It's not a Steph Curry situation, but any—I digress. <laughs> I'm done talking about this series because my Celtics have gone fishing, and I'm very, very sad about. All it. right, then we'll go to Philly. And we're going to go, 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 go into Philly. Toronto and Philly. Toronto and Philly. I have a feeling that. Yeah, I have a feeling Toronto is going to end the series today. Ooh. Yeah. Bam's hot takes. I don't think Philly is going to. I know it's like the back and forth, like home advantage thing, kind of like in the uh, Rockets Warriors one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Philly at this point just kind of out of gas. Yeah, Embiid. They Embiid seem very. And they is, seem very hurt and tired. Embiid and Simmons have not been playing well at all this entire. Um, so and the fact that Toronto last game, like yeah, was at home, but Kawhi finally didn't have to carry the team. Yeah. So and I think if I'm not mistaken, let me double check. I'm pretty sure Kawhi didn't even really. Yeah, like Kawhi himself didn't have a very Kawhi night. Like, he was 0 for 4 from 3, mm-hmm. so 7 from 16 shooting, only, well, he, only 21 points. So o- it's like, Only 21 yeah. points. But I don't know, but that's not, very, that's not the same Leonard we were getting these last few games yeah. where he was carrying them from death. Like, Siakam finally got 25, and then Lowry got 19, so. And that's what he said. He said he needed to play Danny better. Danny Green making his 5 for 7 from 3, so, yeah. like, stuff like that is I definitely mean, what when, when you're starting 5... All scores in double digits. Yeah, it's you're, over. You're you're in a you're in a good spot, uh, to say the least. And uh, so Ben Simmons over here, um, making Jared Dudley uh, look like he had uh, 
he had a point. Well, I mean, yeah. Just, you may have you, look. You may have made it past the nets, Ben. <laughs> but look, I like how you're on a first name basis with everyone. You don't Terry know. and Ben. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's what happens Oops. when you work in the industry. You got sources. <laughs> Um, you don't work for NBA though. Hey, you don't I know. Do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> I may know everyone. Yeah, Ben over here. Uh, so everyone knows Ben Simmons can't shoot. Everyone's known you can't shoot since the minute you walked into this league. And you know everyone makes a big deal about him because he's he's big and. He's an excellent playmaker. But there are times where you watch him and he just seems lost. Or not just lost, like lethargic as well. Just like he's he doesn't seem interested in what's going on in the game. And I think that is a character issue that needs to be addressed. I think part that part of it that would help is you don't play him at the point anymore. Mm. I think he's just he's having trouble running the offense because he knows the other team isn't scared of his offense. Yeah, because like, because if you ever watch if you ever watch Ben Simmons get defended, the defender is about four feet away from them as long as he's at the perimeter. Yeah. Because they are giving themselves time to close out when he tries to drive towards the basket. It's the same. It's the. So they used to do the same thing to Rajon Rondo in Boston, right? However, Rondo also had, you know, like KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen to pass to. And while Rondo couldn't shoot, he knew how to. He knew how to maneuver himself to find the best avenue to get a pass off to a like a ceiling K, uh, KG. Yeah, I think that comes with like the the size difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Rondo can't shoot either, but he's a very small, crafty guy. He can find his small lanes to run through or pass through. Whereas mm-hmm. Ben Ben Simmons, you're not sneaking anywhere. Yeah. You're a near seven foot monster. You <laughs> should be playing power forward, not point guard. Yeah. So it's it's I think it's just he's struggling with trying to run it. Like when you have two options and the other team knows you're never gonna do option number one, <laughs> it's pretty hard to do option number two. Yeah. So it's and uh, Joel Embiid's got to play better. He can't. I think he's just got to get healthy. Even so, I like, don't think that man's ever been healthy since he was drafted. <laughs> I don't know if it's just he's not in proper shape, or if he's just not recovering correctly back in the hotel room or at home or something. It just mm. I, it, something just seems off with him. Well, he had thirteen points, uh, six boards, but he also had eight turnovers. The dude's like literally. In and out of the hospital after every game, mm-hmm. whether it's he has the runs or he's got the <laughs> flu or like he needs a shot in his knee. Like there's always something wrong with him. Yeah. And it, it could totally be like it may not be his fault. He might just have an immune system problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say I definitely think the 
76ers need to look into it. Then again, do we really trust the 76ers training staff I with wouldn't. how they treated Mark Hilfels? I wouldn't at so, all. But yeah, it's it's rough. I will say, though, just think, like, if this team would have had a healthy Mark Hill Fultz, mm-hmm. like the Fultz that they drafted, that they thought they drafted, this team would have been nasty. Yeah. Because then Simmons can just play the two, and Reddick can just drill threes off the bench Danny and win the six-man-of-the-year award. Danny Ainge is a hustler. <laughs> he knew good and well that Jason Tatum was the best player in that entire draft, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell is, in my opinions on Donovan Mitchell, differ greatly from most people. I think he's a very, very good player, but he's also a volume scorer. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that comes back to bite you. So I think Jason Tatum has a higher ceiling. He, he's, to me, he's a, he's a potential, not Jason Tatum, uh, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell's like a potential Harden kind of player. But you would just hope that, like, with him being on the Jazz and Gobert, that they would be like, hey, play some defense, too. So that way he becomes, like, a nice two-way player and not just focused on the offense. On the offensive end of things. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about it because Max Kellerman's an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, I said it. Max, nobody's scared of you. I ain't scared of you. Out here talking out the side of your neck. What does that even mean? I don't even remember. <laughs> All I know is I am upset. I don't even like... First... <sighs> For those that don't know... Jesus, take the wheel. For whatever reason on first take, they were having a discussion of who is more clutch. Kawhi Leonard or Kobe Bryant? Max Kellerman claims not only is Kawhi Leonard more clutch, he claims that in the first eight years of his career, Kawhi Leonard was a better player than Kobe Bryant in the first eight years of his career. Lies and slander. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's break this down, shall we? First, first, do you think the clutch thing is correct either or no? I do, actually. Actually, it depends. It depends. Uh, Kobe Bryant... Didn't develop a three-point shot until later in his career anyway. Like, he had a three-point shot, but it wasn't, like... It, it, the three-point shot wasn't as prevalent in that game as, as it is today. Um, so that's a, that's a whole other issue. If I'm taking... Granted, if I, if I have a mid-range jump shot that I need to be taking to win the game, there are three people I want taking it. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan... Who was the third? Oh, and Paul Pierce. Those are three people I want taken. Three-point shot, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, and uh, who was, oh my gosh, oh, and Steph Curry. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't, yeah. if you don't say yeah. Steph Curry, some yeah, people like, are going to be like, mad. I was like, why, why, why am I blanking? No. Yeah, it's Ray <laughs> Allen, Reggie Miller, and Steph Curry. Yeah, I would say for the three-point shot, my same three as yeah. well. Those are the three best shooters. Um, especially clutch wise, yeah. Um, the mid range one, instead of to me, it depends how much time's on the clock. If you've got like a second and a half, instead of Paul Pierce, I would say Dirk, because if you can get it to him in the post and he just hooks it around, that's going in. Well, yeah, like the prime Dirk. Yeah, you can't defend. You can't that. block it. You can't exactly. block it. So <laughs> Dirk's seven feet tall. It's straight cheese, but you need at least a second or two. Do on you the know clock. how many times I have to deal with that on NBA Two K? 
playing online, you should try it, folks. Man, I, I will say, um, and like when I, I was at work when we heard Kellerman say this over all the TVs. <laughs> um, so it played all throughout Amway, and everybody was like, what did he say? Um, to me, I think Kobe's the more clutch player, mostly just because if you ask anyone in our age range and a little older, when you throw away a wad of paper in the trash can, what does everybody yell? Kobe! Exactly. Like, we do that for a reason. I mean, I didn't say Kobe had a protest because I hated Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, but you knew about it. I knew about it. Yeah. So, which kids today like to say yeet for whatever reason, but it means <laughs> the same thing. But back in your dad's day and your uncle's day, they used to say Kobe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so to me that makes him the more clutch player. I will say, though, people don't rate um, clutch defense as much as they should. Yeah. Because he really locked up LeBron for a lot of important minutes mm-hmm. in that finals yeah. that they won with the Spurs. So they don't give him enough credit there. But the whole better player thing, he's a lunatic. <laughs> Fallacy. <laughs> Fallacies, lies, ridiculousness. How dare you, Max Kellerman? I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you somewhere. And we're going to have a problem. But... Yeah, so Kobe Bryant, as much as anyone who knows me, I, I put it on my bucket list at one point in time, uh, just because I was very angry. Um, I do not feel this way anymore, just to clarify, but when I was a very angry, angsty teen, uh, my goal in life was to hit Kobe Bryant in the face with a brick. Oh, I mean, you're also, you were also a Celtics fan. I was so also a Celtics sense. fan. Yeah. So, so it makes sense to not like him. Um, but Kobe Bryant is one of the best people to ever play the game of basketball. Bar none, hands down. To say that Kawhi Leonard, in his eighth year in the league, is better than Kobe, how dare? Well, he you? was saying like not all time. He was saying like within. It's apples and oranges. <laughs> he was saying Kawhi's. I don't agree with him. I'm just saying what he was saying was if you look at the first eight years of both men's career. To him, Kawhi was better. And you I ha- still disagree. And but you have the audacity to call yourself a sports journalist. You, he's, you. A lot of people have been tweeting at him to just stick to boxing and you football. You lazy shock jockey. <laughs> That's exactly what you are. You just saw some stats in front of you and just started just going off based on that. I think part of it is like Stephen A got his new big contract with ESPN. They're probably trying to keep those ratings up. So everyone like, loves everyone. Hey, uh, Kellerman. Say something Skip Bayless would say. Let's <laughs> get those ratings up. So Skip Bayless just has this ability to just make everyone. I hate, hate when him. Skip Bayless makes a point, even when I agree with him. <laughs> like I just don't like his face. <laughs> that's fair. That's how everyone. He loves. just bugs me. Like yeah. the way he talks and stuff. He could be like, "Bam is the nicest person in the world." I'll be like, "No, I'm not." Because he's gonna about? say, like, "He's gonna say, <laughs> Bam." Is the nicest person yeah, in like, the world. Shut up. Yeah, it just makes Skip. me want to disagree with he you. He has such a punchable <laughs> face. That's all it is. It's a punchable face. But do you uh, do you do, agree, do you agree with Max Kellerman's nonsense or not? We'd like to hear from you. We will uh, drop our social media tags after uh, after the game. Um, uh, at, not after the, the game. game. After the we're game. playing a game now. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> uh, we're uh, right after this show. But, oh, Max, you frustrate me so. But Bam had a good idea. 
because uh, we are nearing the end of the uh, NBA season. And you know what that means, Bam? It is time for free agent roulette. Da, 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 da. Interesting voice Free agency. NBA free agency. It's always fun. Always. It's a nightmare sometimes yep. because when, when NBA.com has to have a free agent tracker so you know what's going on, there's a lot of, a lot of craziness in the offseason. It's a lot of fun, though. I think NBA offseason is my most enjoyable offseason um, because this is where you get the most. Because as, as, as great as MLB and like NFL can be, it doesn't have like the same like. I don't, I don't think it usually has the same like impact players. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like two things with it with basketball's free agency goes a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Football and especially baseball's free agency. Some of these players, there's still some players holding out like Keuchel and Kimbrel. Yeah, um, like those are two all stars and we're and like we're, Cy Young winners, and they're not on a team. That makes no sense. Yeah, but uh, so like. Basketball has that edge, as well as, like you said, the impact players. There's less players on the team, so signing that big free agent is even more important. Yeah. But uh, we decided to uh, go over uh, some people who are going to be free agents this offseason and figure out where they're going. This is not our list. Yes, this is so. It's a list from CBS Sports, I believe. CBS Sports has named the uh, top 20 NBA free agents. So if you know a free agent that you like... It's not on this list. Don't yell at us. Yes. It's yeah. yell, at, yell at CBS. It's, yell at CBS. Tweet, tweet at CBS that you're mad. Yeah. Then tweet us who you want to exactly. talk about. Exactly. So, number one. Everyone knows the consensus. Number one free agent this year is... Patty Mills. <laughs> it's not Patty Mills. Is he even a free agent? I don't even know. <laughs> But no, it's definitely Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's definitely Kevin Durant. Everyone knows it's Kevin Durant. Durantula himself, one of the greatest scorer, scorers of this generation, Kevin Durant. Bam, where are you go? Where is he going, and why are you wrong? <laughs> See now, he says that because we tried to film this portion before, but had some issues come up, so we had to delay it until another day. Um, when I first said this, it blew his mind because he was pretty hot about it. I said Kevin Durant was going to go to the Knicks. And you're, you'd be wrong. For, I said he's going to go there because of a reason later on in the list. <laughs> so, and, uh, look. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? He can leave. I don't care. Yeah, see, now I was going to ask you when we got to that player <laughs> we'll, whether you still cared we'll, or not. We'll talk so about we'll it. Get to we'll that. talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Durant will um, go to the Knicks if another factor happens later in this list. Actually, you want to know an interesting uh, interesting thing that came up to me, uh, came up in my head uh, a couple days ago as regards to um, places that Kevin Durant could end up. There's a number, I used to think he would only go, he would go to the Eastern Conference, right? Because mm-hmm. he's only played in the Western Conference his entire career. Um, but there are a number of different Western Conference teams that could greatly benefit from signing him, that do still have a little bit of cap room. Uh, one, so because they've got a lot of people on low 
payment rookie deals. Uh, the Nuggets. Nuggets still have some money available to throw around. And the Clippers. Well, I, I think I know who the Clippers will get. And he plays the same position as him, so I don't think he would go to the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, but, this this yeah. not. <laughs> but I do like that the Nuggets one. The Nuggets one makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the Nuggets office would want to risk messing up. Like we talked about earlier, how it's how, a very oh. team sport. Yeah. Playing like a team wins. I don't think they would want to mess up with that chemistry, mm-hmm. especially if they make the finals and definitely if they win the championship. Yeah. I, I don't think they're they're not winning a championship. As good as the Nuggets are, they're not winning a championship. Yeah, I, I still think it's the... The Warriors, unfortunately. Uh, you think he's going to resign with the Warriors? No, no, no. Oh, I'm saying oh, I still think, think the Warriors, Warriors will win. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't you just say? No, he's going to the Knicks. <laughs> he's not going to the Knicks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's going to the Knicks if some stuff happens. If not, then who knows where he's going. He's going to go play on the moon. <laughs> anyway, who's number two on CBS's list? Uh, give me one second because I am looking for... Um, some, I wanted to pull up, uh, Denver's, uh, lineup. Yeah. Uh, Denver. Doesn't Chandler play their three? No, no. Uh, Wilson Chandler did. No, he plays, uh, he plays for a different team now. Oh, my Exactly who, um, or is he, unless he's injured. No, yeah, he's, uh, um, but because they're 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 three, I think is Tory Craig, who is you know he's an NBA player, but nobody really knows who he is. I'm not gonna lie, I don't even know who that is. Exactly. But <laughs> could you imagine though a team with like because sometimes Denver struggles to score. Um. But could you imagine? But actually, so. Here was my here here would be my issue though if they did sign Kevin Durant is do it with bringing Kevin Durant does that stunt the growth of their young talent? But possibly that's why I was saying they may not want to mess up the chemistry they got going on. Yeah, because they're playing very well together. And I would be like I'd be like oh well Portland could sign him but they have too much money wrapped up in Damian yeah. Lillard and CJ McCollum. That's the kind of move that like if you play Denver in two K and add Durant to that team that makes them unstoppable. Yeah, but in real life. Will the chemistry actually work? That's there? a that is a uh, excellent point there, sir. Um, but he's still not going to he's still not going to the Knicks because I wouldn't want to go to that dumpster fire team. <laughs> you I, will when two other things happen. Anyway, <laughs> so that's Kevin Durant, number two, Kawhi Leonard. Where is he going, and why are you wrong? I'm going to word it the same way I worded it the first time we tried to do it because it made me laugh. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is going to Los Angeles, but not to play for the Lakers. He's going to be a Clipper. He's going to be a Clipper. Actually, a Clipper. I think if if the Raptors make it to the finals, I think he's staying in Toronto. Other than that, yep. I think if the Raptors make it to the finals, he's staying in Toronto. Completely agree with you. Because um, then he'll see, like, okay, they've got some young pieces and we made it this far. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I stay and they pick up another guy in yeah. free agency, then we'll be good to go. So I, I could see that happening. Because uh, when uh, Kawhi playing for a... Uh, I just don't personally have them making the finals. I have Milwaukee making it, which is why I have him going to L.A. I also think I also think if Kawhi plays with a uh, 
a great coach in Doc Rivers um, than as he did with Greg Popovich. That's how he became the player he is now. Um, one who's very good at player development, I think, is uh, it should we should we should see how that goes. Yeah, a lot of young pieces, Gallinari and Leonard playing together. Also, can we talk about punch. something? I was so I was reading an article where someone called Mike Budenholzer. This is Yahoo Sports, so shame on you, Yahoo Sports, <laughs> for saying this. They called Mike Budenholzer a first year coach. I was like, he's. I mean, it's his first year in Milwaukee. Yes. But are we? They just, thought he was like a complete rookie. Coach? Yeah, I was like, can we just? Are we just going to disregard the ridiculous start that he gave to to Atlanta? That Atlanta team had no business being anywhere near <laughs> the like the Eastern Conference Finals. Nowhere near. Goodness gracious! They were giving the Warriors a run for their money that year. You remember? <laughs> it was between who who would who would lose first between those two ter- teams. They both went like they both went like twenty. I mean, the Warriors won, what, 33 straight games? Some kind of record, yeah. yeah. Um, and the the Hawks were right right there with them at the same time. It was odd. It didn't make any sense. Number three. Oh, goodness gracious me. This guy. Kyrie Irving. Oh, I thought it was Patty Mills again. <laughs> um. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Where is he going? And... Can you just get out of Boston? Yes. See, now your answer is very different. See? Yeah. Now, I, last time I said Kyrie was going to the Knicks, you got mad. But now that you're out of the playoffs, <laughs> you're like, all right, fine, leave. <laughs> get, leave. Get out. So I think he could potentially be that piece that makes Durant want to go over there. If the Knicks do it, to me, is rigged. So they're going to win the lottery. <laughs> they're going to. Yeah, I hate the lottery. Yeah, I think it's, it's so rigged. It's dumb. But, um,. How else do you explain the Cavs getting it's, the n- number one pick yeah. three years in a row it's absurd. after losing LeBron James? And the the Knicks almost going out of business, but they went from like pick number nine to pick number one to get Patrick Ewing. Like it's insane. It's insanely this some and Chicago jumping up ten spots to get Derrick Rose number one. Like come on, and like that's <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> but For shame. Anyway, I definitely think they'll end up with the number one pick. They'll get Zion. They've got good young pieces on that team um, and a nice head coach. Um, I like Fitzdale. I felt like he was fine in Memphis, and they kind of did him dirty. Yeah, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Like, look at look at what he had to work with. Yeah, like he had a very old Memphis team and was still keeping them relevant. So it was kind of weird. And then the moment he left, look at them now. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, so yeah, they've got a good coach, good young pieces. Bunch They'll add bums. Zion to that. And then I think if... Kyrie sees that. He sees the big paycheck and Madison Square Garden and all that. He'll kind of embrace being that villain against Boston now because he'll have to play them often. Mm. Um, Durant will probably see that and be like, hey, the East is wide open. Like, everyone from the East is going out West, especially if Kawhi goes to L.A. I don't then you don't the, have to worry about Toronto. I don't think the East is wide open as long as Giannis is there. Well, I mean, it's... A lot. That's that's like their only thing to get through. True. If you're in the West, you got to worry about Portland and Denver and Golden State and the Clippers and even a young Kings team is looking better. So, mm-hmm. whereas in the East, it's like the Bucks, Milwaukee, and then Toronto if they still have Kawhi, and maybe Philadelphia when they decide to play. Yeah. 
Yeah, when they and Boston. when they get healthy and Boston when they uh, sign when they uh, draft John ja Morant second overall yeah. Danny Ainge. It's gonna know. pull it off somehow. Hey, watch. look. If anyone can do it, it's Danny it's Ainge. Pull it off. Anyway, it's end Kyrie. up with Zion somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's gonna end up with Zion. <laughs> oh my god. Al Horford's gonna teach Zion everything he knows. Oh my god. Anyway, Kyrie Irving out of Boston. Good riddance. Where do you think he's going? Where do I? I don't care. <laughs> I just want him to leave. Well, we'll move on then. <laughs> I just go goodbye, bye. Shooting six for 22 You guys don't understand that. When we first tried to film this, Cole was yelling at me for, I like, was, I for was, like 10 minutes. I was like, Kyrie is staying? <laughs> he wants to see something. He wants to make something great. And then he just now that they're gone, he's all like, over all right, my team. bye. <laughs> he just poops all over my team. And I look, because what happened was after we recorded this, I watched game uh, game five. Of the series, and it was horrendous. Like, the, every, there were no. It didn't seem like they were running any plays. Mm-mm. It just seemed like everyone was kind of doing their own thing. Kyrie's over here taking bad shots, and you just see every bad shot that Kyrie took. You just saw everyone else on the court just. Oh, yeah, I forget. And start jogging back. Which analyst or reporter it was? But somebody quoted saying that. Um, Kyrie looked like for each shot he was taking, he was putting one more piece of clothing in the luggage bag to leave Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah what it, that's what it felt like in that, that last game. It's pretty accurate. Bye. Bye. Good riddance. All right. Who's next? Um, the, the great UConn product, Kemba Walker. You know, I'm just going to say, when Kemba Walker got drafted... And there were so many people who were like, ah, I don't know about this guy. He was great in yeah, college. Exactly. And finally, finally, my belief that Kemba would be somebody. I love that he's number three on that list. Or well, he's four, four. four. Yeah, four on that list. I love that, though. Oh, yeah. That's showing respect to Kemba him. Kemba Walker's a game changer. If I'm the Knicks, Kemba is what you should do. Kyrie's what they're going to do, though. Yeah. In my opinion. I think a Kemba, Durant, Zion team would be better than a... Kyrie one, yeah, but that's on them. Kemba's probably the most interesting one on this list, so because he really wants to stay in Charlotte, but they are not gonna win with him, and he really deserves to win something. And also, Charlotte, it, anywhere Kemba's going, he's gonna get close to max deal. Yeah, especially after the year he put up, getting MVP votes. Kemba Walker is a problem. And he is, yes, he is a, he is a volume. He also holds just about every scoring record in Charlotte. Yeah, he has like, Charlotte. not even, oh, not only scoring, but like almost defensive records too. Defensive because he's been there for so long. Assist records. But, yeah. Um, I, I would personally love it if he went to Orlando. Because the big thing in Orlando for years now has been point guard, point guard. They need a guard. So he would definitely fit in there perfectly. The only way Orlando can afford him, though, is not keeping Vooch. Yeah. And then what's the point? So then then you would just have to bank on, is Mo Bamba the future? If he can turn into the Mo Bamba everyone thinks he can turn into, then you can have a Kemba, possibly healthy Markel Fultz guard combo. 
then Gordon and Isaac at the forwards and Bamba at center. Could be a solid young team for the future, but it's a very it's a very like big gamble. Because mm-hmm. if you if you sign him and you're locked up with Kemba for years and a lot of money, but then the rest of the team falls apart, then it's no different than Charlotte. And Kemba is uh, 29 years old. Yeah, so I don't think Kemba's... So. It's something the Magic will probably want to do, and I'm sure they'll offer him a max if they have the money to, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'll do it just because, like you say, he's 29. He wants to win now. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to win in two years. Yeah. He wants to get it done now. And what are some teams that you think need point guard help aside from... Yeah, he's a, he's a very tough situation. Who's like a point guard away, potentially? Maybe Philly? If Philly keeps Butler but loses Tobias Harris? Mm-hmm. They move Simmons back to power forward and have Kemba play point. Yeah. I don't know if they could afford it. If not, then their bench would be trash because they would just have to cut their bench. Well, uh, let's see. You know who desperately needs guard help um, but is still a trash team? Uh, Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, to me, they're drafting Morant. Unless Danny Ainge is a wizard. Which there's a distinct possibility. Yeah, and the Suns are pretty dumb. So you never <laughs> exactly. know. You never know. The, the combination of the Suns being dumb and Boston being geniuses, it's a bad combination for <laughs> the rest of the agency. NBA. He has to be like, hey, do you want this Terry Rozier guy? You know. Yeah. Remember, remember his playoff numbers remember his a few playoff years numbers? ago? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. We'll give you, you know, him John, and a second rounder. John Moran <laughs> is a once a lifetime talent, but, you know, no big deal. You don't really need him. <laughs> Yeah. I could just see like Danny I could see the headlines like Boston trades Rogier and two second rounders <laughs> for the number two pick in the draft, something crazy like that. <laughs> and, and, and like he won't even give up any. They already have what three first rounders this year. Three he doesn't even guaranteed. He first ends rounders. up with four. He ends up with four. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see him doing that. Oh my gosh! Goodness gracious! The whole bench is on their rookie contracts. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Anyway, uh, any let's see. Yeah, Kemba's the biggest wild card for sure. I I th- I think so also um, because of the fact that there's a lot of teams do have quality point guard. Actually, no, no, they're fine. Um, Originally, like the beginning of the year, I was leaning towards Milwaukee. Mm-hmm using him to build that championship team, but yeah. I believe they already re-signed Eric Bledsoe. Hmm. So that he they've decided that he's their point guard. Which I, I'm not a huge Eric Bledsoe fan. I personally. think it's just the best of what they could afford at yeah. the position, so they kind of stuck with it. So do you know what I would like to see, actually? I would like to see... Um, I see Indiana make a run at Kemba Walker. And move Oladipo That's to true. the two. Keep Oladipo at his true shooting guard position. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, because Collison is getting pretty old. Yeah. He's still I mean, up. he's not much older than Kemba, but still, it's Kemba's the better player, clearly. And that way, you essentially create a bench mob between uh, Darren Collison, Wesley Matthews, Tyreek Evans, yeah. and Sabonis. The only risk you run with that is running into the same problem Portland has where both your guards are on monster contracts. Yeah. And then you don't have any money for any big men. But if they... They've got Sabonis and Turner already. Mm-hmm. So... 
if they can convince those guys when their deals are up to take like cheaper contracts, yeah, they might have a solid team there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about Pacers. It's a good team. Yeah, and let's uh, um, another team that desperately needs scoring, um, and quality, just something for the love of all that is holy. Uh, the Chicago Bulls. They're they're going to be in a good position next year, but they could use a point guard. So that is a good point. Yeah, because you know who their starting point guard is? Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Yeah. Chris Eesh. Dunn. Eesh. Um, yeah. Next year, if they can have Kemba at the one, they'd have Levine at the two, Larry Markin at the four, Otto Porter at the three, and then uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at the five. Mm-hmm. So that that could be a very good young, and only expensive player is really Kemba. Yeah. So, well, no, actually, I think Levine's making a pretty big amount, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think I think Kemba Walker is probably the most intriguing person on this list. Yeah, he's he's going to be that domino. Yeah. If every free agency has that first guy that signs and it kicks everything off, he's going to be that guy. Uh, number five, Clay Thompson. Where do you think he's going? I think he stays with the Warriors. I do too. Yeah. I think that's pretty. Uh, They're not going to let him get away. No. Nice. He's uh, he's a key cog in that team. Yeah. And with uh, and with Kevin Durant taking off, they'll have money to give him. And exactly. And I think the way the Warriors see it is okay. We won before Durant got here with Thompson and Curry. We yeah. can do it again. I, I think. So. I think in a in a in a league where very few guys stay for the same team their entire career. I think Curry and Thompson are Golden State lifers. Yeah, they're gonna go down as one of those like iconic one-two guard yeah. combinations. So, uh, well, that was an easy one, and we was, agreed on. Yeah, it. Look oh yeah, that. look at that friendship. Hey, uh, number six, the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. Well, he's already stated he's gonna sign the qualifying offer mm-hmm. with Dallas, and then stay there next year on the qualifying, and then he's unrestricted the next year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's said it. I think it'll probably happen. I think so, too. Um, and then I, I have a feeling him and Donkic are going to click. Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, so, I think the yeah. two of them want to want to try a year of playing together and mm-hmm. see how that goes. Yeah. And if it works out, then Dallas is looking really good. Yeah, I think if, yeah, if they have him and Luka play well, and they can at least make the playoffs, even if it's an eight seed, mm-hmm. then Porzingis is going to be like, okay, yeah, this is... This He's is like, my, is this what the playoffs are yeah, like? Yeah, this is my new home. Yeah. <laughs> um, another... Uh, look at that. Back-to-back agreements. Look Get at that. Here. And uh, number seven, Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus. Ooh, we're probably going to agree on this one, too. You think he's staying in... Uh, do you think he's staying in Golden State? I think he's State? staying on the one state, yep. Yeah. After think, he got hurt again. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think after he got hurt again, the fact that he signed for peanuts, yeah, and he did not get to finish the season, um, I think that's gonna bug him. Yeah, definitely nobody's gonna want him now because it's a torn Achilles and a messed up quad on the same leg. Yeah, so like no one else gonna want you. And He'll take another minimum deal. Yeah, on Golden State and try it again next year. Yeah, so. And we'll Which, see, we'll see I kind of feel bad for him because it's I, I like, do too. yeah, he did the snaky kind of move of signing the mid level with them, um, 
but that doesn't mean I wish the dude's leg doesn't work anymore. Like, poor yeah. guy, I want him to walk and I want raise him to be his able kids to, and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. want him to still be able to play the game. Yeah, play the game he, he loves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we don't begrudge anyone for getting, uh, for making moves. Like, we don't, like... We don't want anyone to get injured. Let's just put it that yeah. way, because that's always the worst thing. Uh, number eight, Jimmy Butler. Interesting one. I look. I have I have thoughts of Jimmy Butler, but I'm gonna let you let you say it first. Oh yeah, I don't remember if you remember because we didn't. I don't think we got this far we on didn't our get previous far attempt. But I had mentioned that in my opinion. Um. Because where is he ranked on there? Uh, number eight. Yeah. So in my opinion, your top ten free agents should be like your A-level, like game-changing free agents. I consider Jimmy Butler more of a B-level free agent. Ooh. Where like, Shots yes, fire. he is going to increase your team, but I don't think he's exactly that switch that's going to make you go from title contender to like title guarantee kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll probably end up staying in Philly. Just because I can't really find another spot for him. And that locker room seems to like him. A lot of other locker rooms don't seem to not like him. So Yeah. Um, in past experience. Like, since um, he's been there, he seems to be out of trouble and out of the spotlight mm-hmm. of the headlines. So I think they'll end up keeping him. Yeah. So, Jimmy Butler, staying in Philly. I actually agree because... We're on a streak here. I wasn't well, yeah. expecting this. I know, right? <laughs> There's going to be one random one that we're just so off on. Well, uh, we might disagree on this one. Oh, boy. Number nine, Ooh. Nikola Vucevic. Ooh. Magic All-Star Center? I don't think he's going to be in Orlando next year. <laughs> Actually, neither do I. I don't. Where do you think he's going? Um, That is a good question. I've got the perfect fit for him. I got a pretty good... And trust me, like, Magic fan, I would like for him to stay at a nice price. Yeah. Made the playoffs with him, made the All-Star team. But I just think he's going to go where the money's at and where he might win a title in the future. Where's that? In Dallas. Ooh. Add some more international flavor to Mark Cuban's got a big... He's got a big checkbook. Yeah. Porzingis is going to be on a cheap deal for the qualifying offer. And Luca's in his rookie deal, so they've got money. They got money. Uh, I think he should uh, take a long look at Sacramento. They were my number two option. Yeah, I was just thinking them in my head. I was like, they're another good fit, but I think that international flavor in Dallas is gonna put them over the edge a little yeah. bit. I think uh, I think Sacramento's got a uh, a good thing going. Like you know, Mark Cuban is just getting giddy at the marketing <laughs> for that. Oh yeah, like the international big three. It'll be all over the buildings. All like, over yeah. the building. <laughs> uh, number ten. Uh, also a Philly guy. There's a lot of Philly guys on this list. Yeah, they went all in this year, and it's kind of backfiring. Yeah. Uh, Tobias Harris, who is a uh, I would say he's a quality player. Not exactly. I personally, people call me crazy, especially at work. I think Tobias Harris is a better player than Jimmy Butler. You know, I don't disagree. Yeah. I feel like it's a much more balanced game, and literally every year Tobias Harris just gets better and better and better. Yeah, and on top of that, Tobias Harris is only 26. Yeah, and just keeps getting better every single year. Yeah. So, and where, let's see. 
An inside-out scoring forward, Tobias Harris. Where you want to go play some ball? Because I'm just thinking of like teams that are one or two pieces away from making moves. He's not going to the Pelicans, that's for sure. No. No one should They've ever. They've got an all-star forward. <laughs> no one should ever go to the Pelicans. Let me see. Let me scroll through them real quick. This is probably going to be the magic of editing on the episode. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll go first. I'll go first. Go for it. Um, I think some teams that need a... Solid all-around presence. Uh, one of them is the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. I think uh, they're pretty good at power forward um, and guard for them. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good at center and guard for the most part, but small forward and power forward are a little iffy. Um, their forward spots need some need some work. Uh, let's. Where's the other one? I think I have two teams in mind, mm-hmm. at least as far as the West Coast is concerned. And then got two East Coast teams too. Probably maybe even. Well, they might not have the money actually. Um. So I'm thinking, similar to what your reasoning was mm-hmm. earlier. Denver or Portland might be able to use him. Yeah. Um, I don't think Port- uh, that comes down to the having the money for it yeah. kind of factor. Yeah, I don't think um, Portland will have the money for it. A team, two teams that will have the money for it that I could see happening is the Pacers, similar to the Kemba thing, mm-hmm. and then um, Brooklyn. If Brooklyn keeps D'Angelo Russell, yeah, they could convince him to go over there and get even better. Um, and then I saw toward the bottom, I saw the Miami Heat there, which it just sounds right. Right. It, it just like, somehow, because yeah. Miami I could just has, see Tobias Harris wreck and shop in Miami for yeah, some reason. Miami has this weird tendency to bring guys out of like obscurity. Yeah. I'm just not sure of their, uh, cause like Josh <coughs> Richardson contracts. No one expected Josh Richardson to be anything. And like Justice Winslow. Yeah. Playing the point guard most of the year. Like, what? Yeah. yeah so I could see that happening. Yeah. Potentially for Miami. These, this is this is where we're just, it's crapshoot at this point in time for all these, these guys. Yeah, these remaining 10. It's yeah. going to be a little faster and more of a, eh, maybe here kind yeah. of thing. Uh, so, um, moving on. Milwaukee's Chris Middleton. Milwaukee's keeping him. Yeah. They'd yeah. be dumb to let yeah, him yep, go away. Yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're good with that one. Yeah. Um, number number twelve, I think also staying is D'Angelo Russell. Yes, definitely after the marijuana incident <laughs> as well. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> I think before all he did honestly with that was probably cost him a couple mil. Yeah, which to him is nothing. To us is a lot of money. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, he'll he'll be there. I think I think, I think he's staying in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think he had, no, a really, he had a really good year. They made the playoffs. Yeah, I think he definitely likes it there. He oh. just it's similar to Tobias thing. He just looks right. Yeah, like with his hair and the tattoos and that Brooklyn jersey, it just looks correct to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like when you see Jordan wearing his Wizards jersey, it just looks weird. It, yeah, it doesn't it make sense. Weird. Yeah, it doesn't. It's make just off putting. Or 
Wade in his Cavs jersey. It just looks weird. Yeah. To me, Russell in a Nets jersey just looks perfect. Yeah. You have, you have those guys, like, when they wear certain jerseys, just look good. Yeah. Uh, number 13, J.J. Redick. Moving on from the Sixers or sticking around? I believe he is leaving. Okay. Do you have any ideas? He keeps he kept signing those one year deals with them, kind of waiting for them to win. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be like, all right, this is it's I not got happening. my money. It's not working. Let me try something different. Go to a young team. I think there's a chance he ends up back in Orlando. Really? Yeah. I think. So one of the teams that are sorely in need of three point shooting. I have them up on the screen right now. I can see their logo. Yeah. That does make sense, though. The Minnesota Timberwolves. That does make sense. Do not have a lot in the way of three-point shooting. They have a lot of uh, very athletic guards. However, um, they are a bit lacking in that area. Um, and also, another team that could use uh, uh, a shooting guard and some veteran uh, veteran guidance um, the Milwaukee Bucks, they don't shoot well from three-point land. Yeah, I could, it depends kind of what Michael or Malcolm uh, Brogdon officially turns into, but I could see that happening on a short-term deal. Well, also, I definitely think Reddick's going to do the same thing he always does, though. He's going to sign a one-year deal with somebody. Yeah. He's well, the smartest man in the league right now. <laughs> He's signing like one-year $20 million deals. Hey. Just racking up cash <laughs> and trying to win a title. Make your money. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Malcolm Brogdon. But Orlando and... Timberwolves make the most sense to me. Orlando, in order for it to work, though, they would have to either move Fournier somewhere mm-hmm. or not sign Terrence Ross. I think they would prefer to move Fournier, mm-hmm. but it kind of would depend on that to get the contracts to work. Speaking of Malcolm Brogdon, he's number 14 on our list. Restricted free agent. Yeah. They'll, they'll match anything not insane. Yeah. But I can't think of anyone that would give him anything insane, especially since he's coming off an injury. Yeah, I, I don't see... Malcolm Brogdon leaving Milwaukee. Uh, number 15, Al Horford. Forgot he was a free agent. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Um, I'm a little nervous. That's interesting. I don't think he's going to want to leave, but at the same time, if another team's offering him way more money, he might just have to. I think... I They've, could see, like, a Sacramento wanting him. A young team. Yeah, needs. needing a veteran big man to show them the Because they're starting the big light. man is Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh, yeah, which uh, is still the greatest name in sports. <laughs> uh, actually, I think, I think if the Celtics offload Kyrie, Al Horford's staying. Yeah, I, I definitely, Celtics definitely the number one pick. I think mm-hmm. he wants to be there, and I think they want to keep him. I think it's just a matter of will somebody else overpay for him? Yeah, because he's not the same Al Horford that they originally signed. He's a lot older now. He's I mean, he's only thirty-two. Yeah, but well, he's older now than when they signed. He's not going to make the All-Star team again, probably. Probably not. So, but still gets the job done. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of like depends on how much he wants, and like if a team offers him twenty mil. Per yeah, year, I think he's taking it. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't think that's what the Celtics are going to offer. And uh, I, I will see. 
like I said, Danny Ainge is a hustler. We never know any. You never know. <laughs> every year, the Celtics is that they're the most exciting team to watch in the. Ainge is going to offer him like here's fifteen mil and you can date my aunt. <laughs> like <laughs> and then, and it something works. crazy, and it somehow works. Uh, number sixteen. Uh, it's been a little sad watching this man's decline. Uh, Mark Gasol. Wow, he's in the top twenty up there. That's yeah, he's kind of surprising. Number sixteen. Because, um, I mean, the defense is still there for sure. Offense, not so much. No. He um, he's, he can't do anything on the offensive end anymore. Again, I guess, like, Sacramento is going to take one of these veteran big men. I think and so. And overpay one of them. <laughs> it might be Marcus yeah, Hall, actually. So, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, Sacramento's the team that just that needs that big man to kind of help the young guards. Um, Did you imagine if they could have <coughs> held on to... Uh, well, no, because then they wouldn't have gotten Buddy Heald. Oh, for like Cousins? Yeah. Yeah. Which I love Buddy Heald because I'm Oklahoma, <coughs> excuse me, Oklahoma guy. Mm-hmm. So I love that he's doing great over there. Yeah. Still no defense because that's how Oklahoma rolls. But <laughs> no matter the sport, we ain't playing defense. We ain't got time for that. Offense. I'm going to read a defense? playbook. <sighs> Who needs defense if you can score more than yeah, everyone else? come on. <laughs> uh, number 17, Julius Randle. Who had a pretty good year in New Orleans this year? I think he'll stay with New Orleans. I think. I, look, first off, I don't think anyone should stay in New Orleans. Personally, I think there is something in the water, or that training <laughs> staff is horrendous. I think he's gonna fall for the same thing Anthony Davis fell for, where it's like, oh, like empty promise here, empty promise there. We'll yeah. build you into championship thing, and then no, you won't. By the end of his contract, then he'll be like. Shouldn't have stayed here. <laughs> but I think him just finally getting minutes there and showing the Lakers, like, hey, I can ball. Yeah. You got rid of me for nothing, and I'm playing well. Um, He's he's definitely earned his payday mm-hmm. that's coming to him. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Brooke Lopez. That's a tough one. And and I, you're going to hear the next one, and I'm you're going to wonder why... Brooke Lopez was put over this guy. It's <laughs> um, interesting because I'm not. I a could fan see. Of it. I think he would have to relegate himself to playing off the bench to not hurt development. Mm-hmm. But I think him going back to Brooklyn would be nice. He knows the team; they're much better off now with guards and Russell and uh, uh, Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. I would prefer him to play off the bench, though, just because um, uh, Jared Allen, I think his name is, a- uh, yeah. big Afro. Yeah, Jared um, Allen. He was playing phenomenal in the postseason and throughout the year. A little inconsistent at times, but the defense was always still there at least. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Lopez can teach the kid how to shoot a three like him. Then <laughs> you've got a monster. Yeah. Um, I... um. It's hard to always find a team that needs a center, you know, um, especially the way the game's gone nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think he stays in Milwaukee, um, especially if they win, because you know everyone wants to stay on a winning team, unless you're a rookie like Patrick McCaw. <laughs> that was the biggest weirdest thing yeah. in my opinion. I was like, you gave up winning rings in Golden State for like an extra million. <laughs> Like, dude, 
Um, but oddly below Brooke Lopez on this list is DeAndre Jordan. Weird. Yeah. It is weird. Because uh, I feel like Jordan had a good bounce back year. Yeah. Um, De- DeAndre I Jordan? think DeAndre Jordan is going to end up signing a very cheap contract for his talent. Um, it will probably, you're, you're going to hate me, but it's probably the Knicks. Well, I mean, that's who, yeah, he's probably just going to re-sign with the Knicks. Yeah. I was actually thinking the same thing, yeah. especially if they get Kyrie. Yeah. Especially. He'll, he's he's one of those guys, like he used to do it for the Clippers. He's yeah. one of those guys that'll take a discount to try to win. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know. And like Mitchell Robinson the- played, had a great rookie season, but he's not ready to be like the man on a contending team yet. I also think um, playing with the uh, penetrating point guard always helps out um, with DeAndre Jordan. If number 20 isn't who I have on my mind, I have one bonus person that I think. Well, number 20 is Bojan Bogdanovic, so they're probably not the person. Not who I was thinking (laughs) of, and I'm sure the Pacers are going to pay to keep him. He had a great year, especially when Oladipo went down. Yeah, Um, I agree. My bonus number 21 is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose! Fast like my dude, D. Rose! I, first off, there is nobody who has been more excited about the resurgence of Derrick Rose. Oh, my, my brother-in-law has been through the roof because he's from Chicago and everything. This guy. I don't even care which, about Chicago. Which, that's where Derrick Rose is going. He's going back home. You going back to Chicago? He's going back home. They need a point guard anyway. They have a very good and hungry young-looking team, and their point guard's Chris Dunn. No, <laughs> offen- no offense, Chris Dunn, but you haven't really shown us that you can be that big starting point guard. That's true because he can't. Yeah, and I think now that Rose has shown, like, hey, I'm healthy, I'm ready to ball, let's do this. He can teach guys like Levine, like, hey, I've been through rough injuries before. Here's how I bounced back from it. Mm -hmm. And he can help set up guys like Porter to still show they can score with the amount of money they're making. Yeah. And then pick and roll with Lowry or Wendell is just going to be nasty. So I think that's a match made in heaven. It's like one of those great... Stories that makes you think the NBA is rigged, <laughs> but like, but I don't, it's, it's, I don't think the entire league is rigged. Before anyone assumes yeah. that, I just think specifically the draft lottery is. Yeah, it I, seems very shady to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want Derrick. Rose. I'd love to see Derrick Rose back in a Bulls uniform. Um, I think whoever has number one right now needs to not wear it. And give it right back to him. Does anyone wear number one? Nobody wears yeah, number I was one. Say they'd be crazy to wear it. Yeah, especially in Chicago. Good yeah, grief. it'd be insane. Um, especially if you're not good enough to wear number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like all the it's like all the scrubs that wear like twenty three in the NBA. I'm like, well, that, that's why there's that whole thing of uh, um, in the Magic right now. Um, and he's playing well as up and coming guy. Is Jonathan Isaac mm-hmm. wears number one for the Magic. The last two guys to wear number one for the Magic were Tracy McGrady and Penny Hardaway. Yeah, those are some high... Those are big names to live up to. And defensively, like, top tier. Like, he's way better defensively than either one of those guys. Well, Tracy McGrady didn't need to play defense. I know, that's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Neither of them need to play defense. They just scored. So, but imagine if he can add some scoring like they did 
to that defense. Well, that yeah. or that that would He's, be like like Jonathan Isaac also wearing like thirty two. Yeah, that's yeah. Like if um Vooch wore thirty two, that'd yeah. just be weird. Just, nah, no. <laughs> it doesn't look right. Yeah. But that ought to do it for this episode of Random Acts of Awesomeness. Uh, gone for about an hour and some cha- hour and a half. In regards, had some catching up to do. Had some catching up to do. Did you? What did you guys think of our uh, free agent destinations? Did you? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Are we dumb? Are we awesome? Oh, I'm sure they hate me. Yeah, I have like four picks for the Knicks in there, <laughs> so I'm sure they hate me. But we would love to hear from you. We, uh, you can follow Bam. Where can they follow you? On at Bam nine one four underscore. Um, and then Bam914 underscore IG for Instagram. Okay. I am at at Gaius Octavian13 on Twitter. Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at R Acts of A. Fancy. Yeah, on Instagram. At R Acts of A. So, we would love to hear from you. But as always, Be kind to one another, love each other, and we will see you soon.